0: Hi there, this is Huang Rei. Welcome to another episode of A Thousand Wise. If you are a fan of traditional Chinese music, you may be familiar with a renowned piece called A Hundred Birds Paying Homage to the Phoenix, 白鸟朝风. This piece was composed by folk music master Wei Ziyou. It's mainly played on a suona, a traditional Chinese musical instrument with a few other instruments to accompany it. However, as its name suggests, you feel as though you are hearing the songs of myriad of birds, cuckoos, partridges, swallows, mountain chirps, blue tits, thrushes, larks, blue peaks, as well as the crowing of a rooster. Implying the passing of the night and the rising of the sun, it is a very classic piece. It is often played by orchestras at major music events, especially during spring festival, as it arouses in people their love for nature with its warm, cheerful melodies. Of course, the phrase, a hundred birds here actually represents far more than hundreds of species. In the Chinese language, people love to use a hundred to describe numerousness and diversity. China boasts a large number of bird species. There are more than 1,400 existing species in the country. Little wonder that so many composers have gained inspiration from such bountiful nature. And not only musicians, There was once a princess who drew fashion inspiration from our avian friends. However, her love for the feather of birds almost proved to be disastrous. The name of the princess was Princess An Lu, and she lived in the early 8th century. As one of her father's favorite daughters, she led a very extravagant life, an endless succession of gorgeous clothes couldn't satisfy her. Nothing was good enough. Eventually, she decided that she wanted a skirt made entirely of the feathers of different birds. Her father, Emperor Zhongzong of Tang, mobilized a lot of labor force and even the army to hunt down the birds in order to make such a skirt. The wish of the princess eventually became reality. It looked truly magical. It was so bright, colorful, and fascinating. Therefore, its colors changed according to the light and angle people viewed it from. Despite its elegance, the skirt caused terrible consequences. It quickly gave rise to a fashion trend as many other aristocratic women wanted to own a similar skirt. In no time at all, so many wild animals were hunted for their fur. It led to an ecological disaster. Emperor Zhongzong of Tang, by the way, ruled for a very short time, and apart from his daughter's fashion choices, has left few other footsteps in history. Fortunately, The next Tang emperor, Li Longji, was someone who had a very different mentality. After coming to power, he quickly put an end to that particular fashion trend by making laws to forbid and punish the indiscriminate killing of wild animals. This monarch not only advocated environmental protection, but also executed good governance in many other areas too. So, the period of his reign is known in history as the prosperous age of Kaiyuan. This story shows us that a good era or reign is usually coupled with respecting and protecting nature. China has a vast, rich natural environment. Since ancient times, it has been known for its diversity in species. The Chinese people have respected and loved nature since ancient times and this has given birth to a rich social and political culture that is related to this cause. As early as more than 4,000 years ago, rules and laws aimed at protecting biodiversity began to appear in China, including the institutions that enforced those rules and laws. In ancient China, Environmental protection was under the charge of a government department called Yu Heng, which was similar to an environmental ministry in a modern government. According to the Book of Documents, one of the five classics of ancient Chinese literature, the first Yu official, was a man called Bo Yi who was described as a sort of environmental protection expert and an able assistant to a man called Da Yu, whose specialty was water control. Bo Yi invented a specially designed well to protect people's drinking water from pollution and, coincidentally, also dragons and evil spirits. He also knew a lot about animals and called for animal protection. There is also another saying that Boyi was actually the author of the classic of Mountains and Rivers, a fabulous geographical and cultural account of China before the 3rd century BC, as well as a collection of Chinese mythology. The book offered a lot of useful information for people in the later eras. In early ancient China, environmental protection was a political issue. Historians can find traces of environmental protection legislation during the spring and autumn and warring states period, almost 3,000 years ago. In the Qing dynasty, the first imperial dynasty in China's history, legislation in its true sense appeared which was recorded in the law of the field. The law is actually seen as China's earliest environmental act. Part of the document is focused on the protection of the environment and the natural world, including biological resources. It is arguably the most integral ancient legal document on environmental protection. After the Qin, most of the Chinese dynasties had their own laws of the field, and many environmental protection rules can be found in those laws. Among them, two interesting ones stood out. Firstly, a stream bed may not be blocked. Secondly, burning grass and trees with an aim to make fertilizer is prohibited except for summertime. The second one is especially relevant today as it can help avoid air pollution and reduce the number of smoky days. Since ancient times, China has had a comprehensive understanding of respecting nature and protecting biodiversity. Guan Zhong, a renowned thinker of 8th century BC, was an environmental protection expert as well. He advocated cherishing the farming season in spring, including cultivating spring seedlings with sufficient soil. He opposed killing young birds and beasts. He called for people to be on alert for any wildfires in forests and near lakes, so as to protect the growth of grass and trees. He believed it was important to properly manage ditches and pounds in order to realize efficient, effective storage and use of water. Humanity follows the earth, the earth follows heaven, heaven follows Tao, and the Tao follows what is natural, is a well-known quote by ancient Chinese philosopher Lao Zi. It views the laws of nature as the highest rule of the universe and humanity. Also, It is said that Confucius, the great philosopher, only used a fishing rod when he fished. He never used a fishing net, which he believed could be damaging to fish stocks in nature. When he hunted birds, he never targeted those that were resting in their nests. Mencius, an inheritor and developer of Confucius' ideology, advocated Loving not only our compatriots, but also the animals and plants in nature. He also said, As long as you till the land at the right farming season, the land will always provide enough grain for you. As long as you refrain from placing a fishing net into a pond, the pond will keep providing fish for you. As long as you log in a forest with a mindset on sustainability, The forest will keep providing enough timber for you. In addition, Chinese traditional philosophy advocates ideas such as harmony between humanity and nature, and all things grow together without harming each other. Those ideas also stresses the importance of respecting and protecting nature. So, it is fair to say that the Chinese have emphasized the importance of nature since ancient times. When mentioning environmental protection, the Chinese have tended to associate it with the prosperity of the country and personality integrity. Such a way of thinking has left valuable spiritual and intellectual legacies. Clear waters and green mountains are as valuable as gold and silver mountains. A widespread slogan in China today coined by its president Xi Jinping and in many ways represents a continuation of the country's traditional wisdom. Thank you for joining us at A Thousand Wise. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. See you next time.